Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning, everyone. This is Michael Goldsmith. I am here with Father Randall Kazel. We are at St. Michael's in Pine Island today. How are you, Father? Very good. Welcome here to St. Michael, yes. Michael. Great ring to that. You bet. <laughs> Great name. Yes. Great to have you here this morning. Great to be with all of our listeners yes. this morning. Well, Michael, we have a great show today. Yes, don't we? we do. We got a great show. I'm excited about it. We got some good guests that are going to be on and some good topics. And uh, I love this next uh, piece that we do. It's about the real presence itself. It's why we are here. It's why we believe. It's the real presence of Jesus Christ uh, in the Eucharist. We we believe in that. Lots of people I know aren't, you know, we have that poll and whatever. I don't know how close that is with saying that people don't believe in it anymore. I'm sure there are, but I think it's coming back around. I don't know what you you think of that, Father. Well, I, yes, we have to keep striving to catechize, but also invite people into personal experiences because having head knowledge regarding our faith is one thing, mm-hmm. but experiential knowledge is what we really strive for. Having people come to a personal experience uh, right. that is rooted in the belief of faith, uh, that rounds it out so that people become convicted. Our Lord is truly present, and that's exactly what Jesus wants, that uh, people be convicted of his real presence. Not only uh, make a profession based on the intellectual information that Jesus is truly present, uh, but the, to get the heart and the emotions, the will fully engaged in yeah. professing and teaching Jesus truly present in the Eucharist, uh, that, that comes from a personal experience right. with him truly present. That's where the connection comes really for us. I mean, we have that intellect, like you said, but to get that connected and have that faith and have that draw in, really we have to fully give ourselves. And that's that's a struggle sometimes for a lot of people, you know, that mm-hmm. there's a disconnect there. I always think of... Uh, you know, doubting Thomas, you know, and he, he wouldn't believe until he actually saw Jesus Christ. Well, we don't have that available to us, but we can experience some of that from from the spiritual realm into ourselves. And if we incorporate our prayer and ourselves into that, I think the rest of us kind of comes into that connection. But we got to know about it and then place ourselves into it. So Yeah, very good, Michael. I, I'm glad you brought up the St. Thomas the Apostle and mm-hmm. that aspect of doubt because that's one of the devil's uh, primary tricks regarding the key dogmas of our faith. Mm-hmm. He loves to try to get us to have some shred of doubt uh, on which he can try to build or have a foothold into the mind and heart, which leads to the will. Uh, because if someone allows themselves to doubt, uh, there can be real difficulty in coming to the fullness of faith. Yeah. Uh, so we, we want to be firmly convicted regarding our Lord's true presence, uh, that he is in charge, his authority, his kingdom is a firmly established, and it cannot fail. And he comes to us, he remains with us. Uh, one of the challenges on coming to that full conviction is giving our Lord the time, yeah. the time to, to develop that personal encounter with him. Uh, and in a sense, you know, it we are really winners in this because our Lord has given us all time mm-hmm. and he chooses to remain here in our time in the created world uh, to be present to us at all times. And that's uh, one of my desires to continue to foster those opportunities. So right. th- this morning we welcome Rob and Susan Bastian.
Rob and Susan, welcome here with us this morning. Thank you, Father. Yep, Christian's here at St. Michael. Glad to have you here. And you're, we're blessed to have you, and we're here to talk about our Lord's real presence. Yes. So first, when we get started, can you share a little bit about yourselves and your life together and as a Catholic family? Sure. <clears throat> and I love that music that you're playing it's right beautiful. now. <laughs> beautiful chant. I wish, I wish we had more of that in our, in, in our daily you know, use, yeah. and it's kind of gone away. So, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I'll let you concentrate on, focus on what's important. Yes. So, Rob and Susan, uh, we have been married for over 20 years. We have uh, eight children, uh, six of them adopted. In fact, we just, two weeks ago, we adopted our eighth child, uh, Chloe. That was a very happy time for mm-hmm. us. It was on the uh, anniversary of the death of one of our uh, children that uh, died shortly after birth, and uh, so we—that's uh, been a challenge for us. And when it happened, it was a difficult time, but it's also beautiful now to think we have a saint in heaven yeah. that's uh, helping that. And so we could see the definite correlation of that day as the day we adopted. So it was very wonderful. Very good, Rob. Well, and we're blessed to have you here, and thank you. I just want to say from my own personal experience, for both of you to witness uh, to the life of Christ and the life of Jesus at work in your life and marriage. Uh, Susan, you have anything to add from Rob's intro? Um, just the fact that we're very blessed to be here at St. Michael. It's a great community. It's a great place to bring our children for faith formation and for sacraments and the opportunity to attend Mass. It's just been a a really wonderful experience to be able to have a strong faith community to bring children to. Yeah, that's wow. a, that's important, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Praise God for that. Thank you, Susan. And we're blessed to have, of course, our Lord at the heart of it, and then our great patrons, uh, our Blessed Mother and St. Michael. Now, I know both of you are, are key and instrumental in assisting with uh, one ministry that's dear to my heart, and that is to promote Eucharistic adoration. And both of you help, along with many parishioners, uh, for both uh, the men and the women. But many years ago, when I first came here to St. Michael, uh, I wanted to address uh, especially the need for devotional life because I knew that that would be at the heart of helping minds and hearts be conformed to the mind of Jesus. And one of the things I started first was uh, a holy hour for men. Uh, and then later we started a holy hour for women. And uh, But we needed to, I, I believe in my own mind and heart, to address uh, for men because we, we need men to be courageous and to be manly and masculine in the life of the church. So, Rob, can you describe your experiences in being part of our once a month on the second Sunday normally? Uh, sometimes yep. we have to move it due to conflicts, but once a month on Sunday, evening we we gather at 7 p.m. for a holy hour and then a meal and uh, inspiring talk normally is what we try to do but can you share your experience of that Rob? Sure I've been doing that for as long as we've been coming to St. Michael's in fact even before we actually joined St. Michael's so that's been three and a half four years and I think you've been going longer than that right? Yeah I think we started probably in 2002 12 or 13, somewhere wow. in there. I, I don't remember the exact year now. They co- kind of all meld together. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it's a really wonderful experience. In fact, I look forward to it as kind of one of the highlights of the, of the month to get together on that. And like you said, we have the, the Holy Hour itself, which is the main focus of it. But then afterwards, we have our uh, talk, a get-together a meal, which uh, varies on what the meal is, and sometimes it's last minute what we're going to do, <laughs> but, that's a, but it always works out well, and we yeah. always work out it, and seeing the growth of the men that have been coming there in terms of how many, and then just in terms of the focus as well. Mm-hmm. For me, uh, the, the biggest aspect of it is that, of course, Mass is a summit 
for us, and that's certainly when Christ comes down, that's when the consecration occurs, and that's when we receive Christ. Um, but even in the Mass, and we do, we go to the Latin Mass, as you said, we, we do the Latin Mass in the morning. Uh, even the Latin Mass, things are, I'd say, busy. People talk about being quiet, but still there's a lot of things happening, and you're trying to be focused, and, and pretty soon the Mass is over pretty quickly. And what I love about the, the Holy Hour is that you can just be there for the hour. Certainly we have some prayers like the, the uh, Rosary, but then you can just contemplate and spend time with Christ. And that, to me, is a, is that's what makes it so strong. Is that the, you know it helps me focus on that, helps us focus on that. And honestly, it's a it's a humbling experience which helps in the rest of the month. You think if the Creator of all could come down and be condescended, infinitely condescend down to just be contained in that, and could be there just for us, surely we can be there for Him for that time as well. That's beautiful. That's right. Yeah. And it's a beautiful uh, hour that we have. And during the hour, Rob, we, uh, th- I have m- my assistant priest. We <laughs> offer the sacrament of confession. Uh, has you, have you seen that to be valuable as well during that holy hour of adoration? Absolutely. I think that's, uh, that brings it so much to it as you're there in Christ's presence. And you can really try to be cleansed with, uh, with the confession as well, which helps you focus. To me, that is, I think, gives all of us. You, as you've talked about, which is well, you know, a monthly confession is that's a thing you should strive for, or more often, and that gives us the opportunity. There's really no excuse then if you have the confession during that time, and we do that. So that absolutely, that I'd say that's critical part of what's there is you're with Christ, and you have a chance for a confession. It, it kind of brings up for the rest of the month. It strengthens me, at least, for the rest of the month. Yeah, thank you for your witness, Rob. And really, the, it's a strategy taken right out of our catechism because the, the catechism calls the, the sacrament of confession the sacrament of conversion. And, and, and it is sin that clouds the intellect as well as weakens the will to make an act of firm belief and cast away any doubts. So trying to have the bo- both together there, there's a, uh, our Lord's strategy, I yep. just following what he wants. So uh, yep. at least that's, I attempt to have that be my normal program. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And then it, the fact that it's you know men, men's holy hour, and, and then Susan talked about the women's holy hour, the fact that we are there, I mean, men and women, are different. We're, we're equal in that sense, but we're different in how we communicate and how we talk and the, and, and certainly how how you do that afterwards, the talks we have afterwards, focused on what men should be about, what yeah. should men yeah, should be we, doing. So we go through many we go through many different topics, uh, which are uh, excellent. We got like this coming November. I'm trying to find a veteran who will speak mm-hmm. about faith and life in the service of our country as a veteran of our armed forces. We've had some awesome veterans, including World War II veterans and uh, Vietnam veterans, and many different types, Korean War veterans, um, but also. Uh, we've had talked about theology. We've talked about current events in the church. We've talked about men's spirituality. It's, I really enjoy it very much. So different guests as well. So yeah, well, we're listening here this morning uh, with Rob and Susan Bestian about their encounter with Christ, both in the Holy Hour of Men and Women. I'm Michael Goldsmith, and with Father Kazel here at St. Michael's. If you're just tuning in, we're we're getting their their take on what's what how they're inspired and how they're encountering Christ. So. 
Go ahead, Father. And Susan, we just uh, had the Women's Holy Hour this last Sunday, and can you share with us a little bit about your experiences for the Women's Holy Hour, which we normally have either the fourth or the fifth Sunday. The month, it varies a little bit. Uh, actually, we just had it on the third Sunday because of my, my schedule. Sometimes, unfortunately, it needs to move around a little, but we still have it. We had a very nice turnout. But what's your experience with the Women's Holy Hour? Yeah, certainly, Father. Um, I think for women, we can get, especially moms, we can get so wrapped up in our days and taking care of children that it's hard to find time to really devote to yourself, to your prayer life, to turning yourself and your family over to God. What's been nice about the Holy Hours at St. Michael, it's not just parishioners at St. Michael that attend, and it's not just people that come to a certain Mass. It's a multi-generational Holy Hour. We get um, children to attend as well. So it's important for me and my family to let the girls in the family see that they have a vital role as a woman in our parish to be able to see other women who are moms, who might be single, who might be widowed. We even had a a talk once by a consecrated virgin to be able to Mm. understand that they have a place in their faith in this world, which is pulling them in so many different directions, to be a woman in the Catholic Church and to have some really excellent role models and inspirational talks to guide them. Yeah, in that's that important, direction. isn't it? Yes. I mean, <laughs> it sure you know, is. both for men and women. And I encourage people to, you know, for the men too, to bring their sons. I mean, that's so important to have that connection too. So, it, but just to just to be in there, and uh, you know, so many things are pulling each other apart in this world. And if we don't have that, and we don't strengthen the family, I mean, what else do we have? Where Christ tells us the family is, you know, and our catechism tells us it's the most important, to, you know. Uh, sacrament that we keep together and keep that family going so yes and uh, our our lord inspiring this whole uh aspect of a men's holy hour and a women's holy hour it really builds on the the natural aspect of family life because mm-hmm. children are oriented to imitate their parents and their behavior so when parents dads and moms bring their uh, children, uh, teenagers with them to pray and then to interact and socialize and share a meal together. We have men doing this. We have women doing this. They they gain a comfort in conversations about our faith and gain a comfort in coming before our Lord and trusting in Him and what that means. Um, Rob and Susan, can you share a little bit about anything you've seen in your family? How has these monthly practices uh, helped your family or been inspiring for your family or sustained you perhaps at times i would <clears throat> i would say that um that what's done for the kids is they as you said by example they see that we take this this, this is important mom and dad take this as important and then as, as michael said susan said that uh, inviting our sons and our daughters to this I've, I've watched my sons or watched our family in general is the kids tend to be pretty raucous they're always doing things right but this gives them a chance to say oh there's something more important there's something to focus and to see I bring my son one of my sons with me every month and I've seen over time just how he has settled in and now you know it used to be five minutes was difficult now for him the whole hour is is there and he can actually focus and I think that's a wonderful thing to see that they think something's more important than just always being on your phone or doing some other things or being busy <laughs> right yeah well unfortunately we're getting close to the end of the <laughs> it goes quickly doesn't it guys yeah. so you know is there something really quick that you guys want to like let our listeners know about about your encounter with with uh, the holy hours real 
I think for me, I, I I would encourage people to not think that they would come to a holy hour and get the answer to their problems. I think it's the continued presence of being in front of Jesus and just listening to where you get some kind of peace and affirmation that you're on the right path and Jesus is with you in that path and you can leave your problems there and, and, and you come away with a peace and a calmness. Not necessarily all the answers, but right. it, it's, a, it's a very um, uplifting and calming and reaffirming experience. Awesome. Yeah, I would say the same thing as people talk about a journey, and it really is, you know, these years of doing this and how it makes you refocus and slowly realize you need to be converted. And it takes a lifetime to be converted. And <laughs> right. That, yes. <laughs> it doesn't happen all, just right. all at once, right, for most people. <laughs> That's right. Well, God bless you both for being here, and thank you. And we're, we're going to have straight talk coming up shortly after our break here. But, again, thank you guys for uh, being here and witnessing to Christ and, and what you do for the church and especially for your family. So God bless you. and. Uh, Thank you, Rob and Susan. It's very good to see you here this morning. Yeah. Thanks for taking time off of work and from your busy schedules. It's a blessing to have you. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for inviting us. Yeah, thank You're you. Welcome. So you are listening to Real Presence Live. I am Michael Goldsmith, and I am with... Father Kazel. All righty. We'll be right back. <laughs>